Okay, welcome to Power Pivots, the podcast where we explore the stories behind the fundamental career shifts and changes that have made all the difference. I'm your host, I go by Hatu, and today we're joined by Amara. Nice to meet you all. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you for coming on. I appreciate you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm so excited to have this conversation because, you know, I had a front row seat to the pivot that you made and I'm still so amazed at how you did it and so proud of you still. You, so I think that this is going to be really helpful for people who are in similar situations. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to share my story. I think that there's a lot of people who could benefit from hearing from this for sure, especially knowing the background that I came from just in this area specifically, there's a lot of people that I know of who are in a similar space. So hopefully some information, wisdom that I can part will help somebody else. Let's get it. Let's get it. I love to hear it. PowerPoint. I like to think of as three words or phrases that describe who you are, right? So they can be anything that you just feel comprehensively will describe you as a person. So Amara, what would you say your PowerPoints are? Yeah, I would say like, first and foremost, I'm a simple man, a simple man of simple pleasures. And I think okay. that that'll, that'll play into a lot of the, uh, the descriptions of like how and why I kind of moved and changed my roles. But I'm not somebody who um, needs a lot or is looking for a lot in like just kind of simple things. Like I want to be able to take care of myself. I want to be able to have a nice roof over my head, travel, not every day, obviously, but like on some kind of regular basis. I'm not looking for the luxury in life, but definitely looking to be comfortable. So somebody who's real simple. Okay. Another PowerPoint I would say is that I'm fun. If it's not fun, if we're not getting into it, if we're not like really engaged with one another, like I'm not really interested. I don't want to do it. I don't want to talk about it. And so I think, again, that'll play into a lot of my pivot too. I need and crave things to be kind of engaging and fun in my life. Um, and that's the only way that I can really put my best foot forward. Okay. And then lastly, I would say is I'm determined. In this life, victory goes to people who are out there and willing to like go after and get it. I have a good vision of the things that I want and like the life that I'm trying to live and I'm very determined to get there. And I'm not going to let anybody kind of tell me that my life needs to go X, Y, or Z way. We're going to get after the things that we want because that's what we deserve. All right. Very interesting pick of words. I will say very accurate as well. As someone who has known you since we were kids, our families are very close. <laughs> and especially when I moved back home to North Carolina and the time that we spent together, definitely can say the simple man that enjoys fun and is very determined are three words that completely describe you. They always say that hindsight is 2020 and the story is always told in hindsight. So put your 2020 glasses on. Let's look back. Tell me a little bit about your hindsight story. Okay. So let's rewind the clock a little bit back to like 2018. So I'm a senior in college and the only thing I want out of life is to like go to med school and be a doctor, go into some kind of health profession. Not really sure what specifically, you know, I'm tossing around being maybe a physical therapist, being a PA, being a doctor, not really sure. But I kind of have an idea that in my life, I want to go into medicine because I've always been told, at least coming from that Nigerian and African background, healthcare is a nice, safe profession. That's something that like you're always going to have a job in, something that you should strive and aspire to be. You know, that's kind of what I had lived my life thinking that I was going to do. And obviously to get into that space, you're going to need hours and work experience to apply to these schools and get in. So I had started out by working at a doctor's office, essentially as a nurse. I was a medical assistant, but essentially our day-to-day -day operations are like a nurse. And I was working in this doctor's office and just kind of realized that I I completely hated this. Like I hated the grind of being in a doctor's office. I hated that I had to always be on my feet all day. I'm talking 
eight, nine hours a day, we get like a 30 minute break, then it's right back to it, just constant going. And then a lot of the job was very thankless from the people that I think needed to be thankful for me being there. And that's not like the patients or anything. The patients were always really respectful and happy and gracious, but it was more of the management system in healthcare where as a medical assistant, you just kind of feel like a, a cog in the machine. I didn't feel like my individuality as a person mattered. Like I didn't really feel like I was valued as an individual and I didn't see that that would change per se as I kind of progressed in that role, especially knowing that to be a doctor or go to med school, you're going to have to put in lots of money, lots of hours, lots of time to get to that spot. And so I really started to think like, is this what life is for me? Even if I were to go into that profession, you don't have the flexibility of your schedule and your time to like take time away. Somebody always needs you because people are always sick. That's your job is to be there for them. And so I started to look at other options and not even to belabor the point, but like I was starting to have all of these thoughts before COVID happened. So like once COVID hit, I was done. I was like, I cannot even look in this direction anymore. Like, yeah, I'm just over it. I'm tired. Um, so I started to kind of evaluate what other options there were. Like, what else could I potentially do? What else is out there for me? And that made me start looking into tech. I didn't really know much about tech, but I had a bunch of friends who worked in tech. I could tell just by their quality of life that things were better. You know, they were, yes, they were getting paid more, but that really wasn't the biggest sell for me. It was more like they had the flexibility in their schedule to like go out to lunch during the middle of the day or like go on walks during the day or like go play a sport or go to the gym and fit it into their regular schedule. And I just felt like there was all of these aspects of just living life that people with these kinds of jobs were getting that I was not getting and did not foresee in my future if I continued down the path that I was on. So I started trying to break into tech, which the easiest way I knew how was to like learn how to do some coding just some super basic entry level HTML, like hello world. Here's a basic web page type thing just to sort of get my feet wet, sort of be able to speak the language when I interview at places. And long story short, after interviewing at some places and talking to some people, like I wasn't cut out for the technical side of the role. They weren't trying to do a lot of the training. I didn't have enough of the experience on my own side. So I was trying to figure out how I could get into some roles in tech that were less technical. So like I didn't have to know how to do all of the heavy lifting in JavaScript and Python, et cetera, like still be able to like be in that space. So yeah, at this point, had you only seen roles in tech that were software developers or heavily technical roles? Yes, that's exactly right. So all the people that I knew who worked in tech had done something to that degree. I think the least was like some kind of UI or UX designer. That's like sure. the least like technical role that I had known at that time. But yeah, everybody that I had talked to or had known about essentially was working in tech was in some sort of heavily technical or development type role. Got it. Okay. Makes sense. All right. So at this point, you're like, I don't want to become a developer, but I still want to make that pivot. And then how did that go? Yeah. So funny enough, like I try not to think about it as luck because they say that luck is just opportunity meeting preparation, right? So I was doing a lot of this groundwork on my own, not really sure where it would lead, but knowing that like, okay, the more that I know about this space or the more I can speak to it, the more likely they'd be willing to bring me on in a non-technical role if I can prove that I even know even the basics of the technical stuff. So at my old job where I was working as the medical assistant, I was just kind of complaining out loud, like, oh, like I can't at work. this at work. <laughs> You're a bold guy. <laughs> I was like, man, this, this job just kind of sucks. Because I mean, at this point, I had reached the point of this job, like I had been there for about three years. Mm -hmm. The turnover is a lot. Like I was one of the, the most senior level people there in my role. So I was also like very necessary. They were understaffed. So I kind of had reached that point of 
quote unquote immunity like yeah work ethic i will admit but i digress i digress but i was kind of complaining out loud about the role that i was in and just kind of like this is a lot the day-to-day grind is too much i'm not really enjoying this and one of my co-workers who had only worked there for about two weeks that far and who after i had left was only there for another two weeks so she was probably there total six weeks but she had heard me like kind of complaining out loud she was like oh you want to move into tech interesting like i have a partner who's working at this company who does like entry-level hiring for non-technical roles at a tech company i can set you up with her to get you like an interview i was like yes absolutely she had sent a text over to her later that day they had the recruiter had called me and i had an interview two weeks later i had the job and i was out of there and wow it's kind of crazy because again it's luck in the sense that that woman just happened to start working there at that time and she just happened to be talking to me or like be working next to me and hear me that day but I think that it's, again, that opportunity meeting preparation because I had done a lot of the groundwork on my own to like be able to speak to things about tech, um, like speak to it in a way that just kind of showed my commitment to it. Not necessarily that I knew a lot or that I was capable of a lot of the things that a lot of developers and stuff would do, but show that I am committed to making this change and making this pivot. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to do things on my own to learn about the tech space so that I can be more confident when I'm working here in this company. I'm trying to do things to make myself more comfortable in this space. And okay. Wow. A couple points that I wanted to touch on there. Number one, like you said, you said that you wouldn't really define it as luck or you would break down the components of luck a little more. But from my perspective, what I see is you, even though in your own way, voicing what you needed and voicing what you did not like. You'd gone into somewhere and you'd realize what was supposed to be the gold standard from a future career path was not for you. So you wanted to hit the eject button which I think is in its own right hard for people to do. There's sometimes people would have gone down that career path and gone to be a doctor and really not enjoyed it. But you realize that you needed to make a change and then you voice to people, although I don't know if I would always do it in the office (laughs) with the people around, (laughs) but you voice to people what you wanted, right? And I think that it's important to always be on the lookout to see people who you can talk to about careers of interest or moves of interest Mm -hmm. so that people can help you. That was someone, although you probably didn't know each other for that long, your work ethic had shown through and she was part of your network, right? So she was willing to help you based on some kind of report that you've built up throughout the workplace as well. Exactly. And then lastly, like you said, you did have some kind of background understanding of tech, although it probably wasn't like the biggest aspect, but it helped. Uh, a lot and especially from a non-technical standpoint having like a small foundation at least shows your dedication and commitment so what was that role that you transitioned into like what did you interview for so the role i interviewed for was a business development rep that's like an entry-level sales role at the technical company i'm not necessarily working specifically building or developing or any kind of applications but being able to speak to the business case or the rationale as to why these solutions would matter to person X, Y, or Z. Got it. It took advantage of a lot of the skills that I had even learned, which is why I try not to try not to bash my old job so much, even though like it was, (laughs) it was a pretty bad experience for me overall. Yeah. Because there's a lot of like 
good qualities that I had gained from there. Being in a doctor's office and working in healthcare, you need to be able to build trust and rapport with people relatively quickly. They're coming to you and depending on you for their health and well-being. So you need to be able to establish that with people relatively quickly, which is why, like you had said, the coworker that I had worked with who had referred me, yes, we didn't work together very long, but after those two weeks, I had given her my true energy and that quote-unquote fun part of me because we'd worked closely together for that time frame and was able to build that rapport, which is why she felt that she could trust me enough to give me this referral to her partner. With the transition to this new role, like there was that aspect of just being able to work with people, talk to people, kind of take detailed notes and information that transferred really well with my pivot. Got it. And I think that that's a huge point right there. A lot of people may see making the transition from being a medical assistant to doing a sales role within a tech software as a service company. They may not see the clear path, but I always try to harp upon using the transferable skills anywhere that you are. There are some sort of transferable skills. And like you said, right. working at a medical office, you have to be able to build rapport quickly with your clients, quote unquote, which are the patients. And it's the same kind of thing that you're doing uh, in sales. That's definitely really helpful. That was your first major pivot, which I am always intrigued by, but you've made another one since then internally, correct? That's right. That's right. Since then, I have actually got promoted in my current position to a customer success manager. So nice. from being in the sales position, I actually pivoted away from direct sales and into more of a relationship management space, which again, like goes back to a lot of those early skills that I had developed in healthcare, like working with people, making sure that people are taken care of and getting the stuff that they need. So I kind of realized with my job and with work, what I really cared about was talking to people, being around people, supporting them, giving them the assistance that they needed. And in my earlier days, I had envisioned that healthcare was really the only way to do that. Um, mm -hmm. With taking time and giving myself the grace to like try new things, learn other things, learn other career paths and options, like, there's more than one way to help a person. Like there's uh, plenty of ways for you to to support people and in ways that also like give you the things that you need to without like sort of sacrificing so much of yourself. Very dope. So can you explain to folks who may not know and who are hearing these careers for the first time, what would you say is the difference between sales and customer success? When working in sales, your job is essentially to generate more value, more revenue, more money for the business. You are trying to get new logos in, new people to buy the software, or you're trying to get customers who are already buying it to buy more software. That's essentially your role in sales. But when you're a customer success manager or working in like customer relations, it's less of I'm trying to get you to buy things and more of I want to make sure that the things that you have bought or you will buy are going to be valuable for you. You are going to maximize the value that you're getting out of the things that you're purchasing. It's more focused on you have already spent this money on X, Y, and Z, but like maybe you're not making use of all the capabilities. Let's figure out what part of your objectives or what part of your role need X, Y, and Z that you're not taking use of so we can try and get you that more value so that essentially every dollar that you have spent is being stretched to its maximum capacity as opposed to a sales role, which is just trying to get you to spend more dollars with us. Got it. Okay. So at this point, you've talked to us a little bit about how you utilize your transferable skills from being a medical assistant to sales and then from sales to customer success. And it sounds like even at the customer success standpoint, you were still leaning heavily on the transferable skills that you developed at the medical office, right? Yeah. 
talk to me a little bit about resources. What are some resources that you used throughout to like help you make these pivots? Obviously, you've spoken about your network, right? And like courses, I believe that's how you were learning HTML. So I would say, yeah, like you said, your network is going to be the biggest. Use the people that know you, that care about you, that have faith and trust you, respect you. Use them. Anybody who is in your corner like that will be happy to support you or find ways to assist you. So don't be afraid to reach out to the people that you're close to or people that you know and ask for help from them because you never know who knows somebody. And I would say in today's job environment, it's it's about 30% what you know and like 70% who you know. Like if you know the right people, you can get into any room. So number one, first and foremost, use your network. But second of all is like use the resources that are available to you online. For coding and learning how to code, I just went to freecodeacademy.com. It is 100% free. It'll teach you all of the basics all the way up to, I think it does even Python. It's C++. Like I just learned HTML and CSS, which is literally like scraping the barrel of development and application development. But you can use that to go even further if perhaps you are looking to move into that software development role or more technical roles. Like you can use those websites to get that kind of free experience as well as like LinkedIn. LinkedIn Learning has a bunch of courses that I had done that I'd learned about how to work in sales, how to get better at selling so that I could hit my numbers to be able to help with my promotion and moving forward in the job that I have now. There's not one like way or path or rhyme or reason to do anything but as long as you have determination to figure it out or like try things no effort done in good conscience is wasted so like that yeah. stuff will always come back to you and be worth it to you eventually maybe not today maybe not tomorrow for example at my job before i moved to this when i was at that job like i said for about three years the average person is there for like one maybe one and a half so like there's a long time that i was kind of teetering or looking at roles where i was like i don't know about this one it doesn't really fit what i need it's not perfect and i was kind of like waiting and feeling that weighing on my shoulders of stagnation i'm not progressing as fast as my peers are not progressing as fast as i would have thought like what am I doing wrong? What's not happening? But lo and behold, all of that just kind of led me into this role that perfectly aligned to the things that I needed and is continually continuing to give me the things that I'm looking for in my life. Don't be afraid of just kind of honkering down and uh, putting the work in and where you are because it is going to be fulfilling and beneficial to you down the line. Yeah. And I think one thing that you've done here, Amara, is get to the core of what you want. You talked about that a little bit before. And didn't get a chance to talk about it before, but really you figured out that you were chasing this career path in the medical industry because you envisioned it to be one where you're interacting with people, really helping people, engaging with people. And that was the core of what you wanted to do. But it's very fascinating that a lot of times, and I always talk to folks about this, is figuring out the bare bones of what you want to do is the most important part. The industry overlay is just where the interest is, right? Figuring out from a function standpoint, what you like to do from a day-to-day -day basis is the more important part. That can be done in almost every industry. Then afterwards, you find out the industry that intrigues you, entertains you, gives you the lifestyle that you want to have. Exactly. From that standpoint, why would you say that your pivot has been so crucial? Like, what would you say has just been the biggest like life change that has come from that? 
I would just say that it has given me the capacity to just like dream and have access to things that I didn't even think possible for me before. For example, I am from Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm trying to buy a house in this area. If you're familiar at all with the housing market, it is in shambles for buyers. Like everything Boom. is expensive, interest rates are going up, like it is in shambles. But like, I am still able to be competitive in this market because of number one, the fact that I'm getting paid for it at my current job than I was at my last one. I'm able to save more money, even on just kind of regular stuff. I work from home, so I'm not like driving to work. I'm not having to worry about an outfit or picking out clothes or packing food or spending money on food for lunch and stuff. I'm able to save, 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 save so that I can put that money towards things that I actually want, like my house, like trying to travel, even having the flexibility of my day, like getting in much better shape now because I can fit it into my day whenever I okay. whenever I want to. Oh, yeah. yeah I love it. Summer's coming. Summer's coming. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Don't sleep on the summer bod. Let's but get it. It's getting made in the spring and the winter. Don't worry. Okay. I have the flexibility of my schedule to like take time. Like I want to take two hours during the day in the middle of the day to like go to the gym. Nobody's asking me about that. Nobody's worried about the time that I'm doing because I'm still able to come back and get my work done. Whereas like at my previous job, that's unheard of. I just feel that I have the flexibility in my life and my schedule to do things that I want to. And so my job is more compartmentalized. And because of that, because it's like put in its own section and like I come to it when I want to and when I'm ready, I'm like more capable in that role, which is helping me succeed. Very nice. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about your viewpoints. Obviously, you're very early on in your career. And this mm -hmm. episode, although I hope a lot of people can draw from it, I really want people who are in the early stages of their career to be able to look at this as a source of inspiration. Why do you think sales is a good entry into tech, into different stages of your career, especially from an early standpoint? Why do you think that that's a good way to Honestly, because I think anybody can do sales. As long as you are a person who is capable and willing to, number one, learn and to like interact and engage with people, then anyone can do sales. And that's a good start because if you get in there, at least, and I'm trying not to overgeneralize, but at least for the company that I had worked in and this position that I was in, like after getting in there, most companies want to have their internal people grow. Like they want to use their internal people and promote them up through the ranks, you know, um, have the people that they had built um, into the the future of their company. And so like getting in at that entry level gives you the opportunity to one, like talk to people in the organization, learn about the different solutions and learn about their culture and work ethic, and then use that to transition within the company to, to essentially whatever you wanted. So I think sales is a good place to start, uh, mostly because the barrier to entry is very low. Okay. The return on investment can potentially be incredibly high and it also affords you the capacity to move around the company as well because you're learning about so many different aspects of the business too from that role well what helps people be successful in sales though because not everybody that goes into sales is successful right so what do you think helps people to be successful what has helped me is always, again, tie it back to an intrinsic motivator. Essentially, if you're not doing it for yourself, it is never going to come. It's never going to be easy. You're never going to like it. You're not going to want to get on the phone or talk to anybody or make any of the calls. But if you can tie it back to some sort of intrinsic motivator, for me, it came down to the dollars for my house. I needed this money so that I could put this towards my house. I need this money 
so that I can use this for a vacation. Like if you are thinking about it in those kinds of terms, it is much easier for you to get motivated, for you to feel determined enough to make the calls that you need to, to talk to the people that you need to, to make the strides that you need to, to be successful. Like if you're only looking at it in terms of, oh, this is just a job. I'm just here to like clock in, clock out, do what I need to do and leave. Like not even just sales, but like any job is going to be just, just monumentally more terrible when you look at it that way. But if you're able to tie it back to some sort of intrinsic motivator, something for you specifically as to why this, I'm doing this for me, because that's going to make a huge difference in your ability to accomplish the task too. But I mean, aside from that, it would just be personality wise, like just be willing and able to talk to people, be friendly, be fun. That's really all I can say about that. Yeah. And one thing that I wanted to note about you, Amara, and obviously I know you pretty well uh, in comparison to others, but you're an avid learner. And I think that you've talked about that before, like you're determined, but you also learn, you dedicate yourself to learning different things. If you think that it's going to be something that's beneficial or something of interest, like right before this, you were talking to me about learning guitar, right? You've mentioned right now about learning HTML before, right? I know that you've learned production. I know that you learn about the markets, all kinds of different things like that. So I think taking that mentality and combining it with your determination and then really finding something that at the core has the fundamental aspects of what you enjoy or what you care about. I, I don't think that you can really beat that. Right. So now talk to me about customer success. What are some of the aspects that you think are really beneficial of having a customer success career? This goes back to what I was saying about drawing it to something intrinsic. The reason that I even wanted to move into the customer success role and move out of sales in the first place was because my sales position was based on commission. Mm -hmm. I didn't like the idea of having that number hanging over my head. I didn't like the pace and quote unquote stress of trying to meet a quota. I wanted to move into a role that was more salary based, mostly because quotas, commissions, a lot of those things can be determined by outside factors. Those could make or break you by things that are completely out of your control. And so I wanted to have a role that was just something that was more within my locus of control, something I'm able to manage more for myself. So I like the customer success role because at least at the company that I'm working at right now, there's not like quota that I have to meet. It is really as simple as how many customers are you able to connect with from your patch? How many of them are you able to increase their like usage of our solutions and capabilities more? How many customers are you able to retain their business? So a lot of focus more on just kind of supporting the people and the cast that are already there. And that was a lot of the things that I wanted to do was just kind of work on more of that relationship building, more of that interpersonal things, which I think translates to any position. That's something that is very transferable to any job, any field, any realm, which is why I figured that it was the right switch for me too. It's very possible that someday this no longer meets my needs and that I will need to find something else to take up that space. Knowing that from this position, I'm getting a lot more of the soft skills that are transferable and at least honing those more like people management and project management, like time management, a lot of those soft skills, those will be things that I can transfer to any other role that I would need or anyone that I can foresee in my immediate future. And that's why the customer success role makes so much sense to me and why it's so valuable to me as well. Very nice. What advice would you give yourself? I want you to think about this from a pre-pivot standpoint, looking back now, what advice you would give yourself where you were? And then from a post-pivot standpoint, what advice would you give yourself or do you give yourself right now? So I'll start with my pre-pivot. Pre-pivot advice, I would essentially say just to not get frustrated. 
and be sure and more certain in the work that you're doing. Like it's really easy to get lost in the age of social media as well, to get lost in the comparisons. Like you're always looking at other people and seeing what other people have, seeing what other people are doing and using that to influence your own decisions, your own path, your own walkway. And like, I could get up here and say that. And like 30 minutes later, I'll be on Instagram, like seeing people who are in France and Spain and getting jealous and stuff too. Like, but it's just kind of like reining in those impulses and understanding that we're all running our own race. Like nobody has it figured out. Everybody's doing it for their first time. Give yourself the grace, try things, get things wrong, figure out what it is that you actually want so that you're not moving forward into a space that you don't want to be in. You had mentioned this a little bit earlier when we were talking about healthcare, like some people fall into this like sunken cost fallacy where like I've already kind of committed all this time and this effort, like there's no other option, but continue to go down this path. And the life at the end of the day is always your own. There's always an opportunity for you to change and grow and expand. And so give yourself the freedom and the space to learn new things and experience failures, but to just kind of use those opportunities to go in different paths like you so locked down into a single or individual branch like your life could change overnight and in an instant depending on how you decide to move so okay i would say free pivot advice is just give yourself some grace and then post pivot to keep dreaming big the biggest thing that i have sort of found is again like i'm starting to feel like i'm approaching that stagnating space where it's like uh, now that i have a lot of my needs taken care of i don't really know where to go next like i don't really know what things to do next the life that i have accomplished thus far i've sort of like breathed into existence i've worked at it i have tried new things to make it possible like you said i play guitar that had always been something that i had thought about in the past like hmm, wouldn't it be cool if i had played the guitar so i said enough of the thinking like let's start putting actions to it and making it happen same thing with even learning spanish stuff like that too would be super cool if i knew how to speak spanish but now i'm actually like putting in the effort doing my duolingo day 223 of my streak right now by the way okay i'm only on 86 but i'm coming for you <laughs> it just comes back to that like don't be afraid to keep dreaming big once you hit those milestones it's good to like sit reflect enjoy be happy in those but never to like just be complacent you yeah. always look for more always look for other things to do because at the end of the day like those things are just they're just milestones and the bigger thing will be the journey that you are going on to get to these higher and higher places as well yeah so that's my two cents yeah. i hear it i hear it and for you, I guess, what's next? Like, what are you excited about? Like, what does the future hold for tomorrow? Biggest thing is on my list right now are to get my house. Like I said, I'm still searching, still looking, <laughs> and finally moved over. I got my pre-approvals and stuff. So now it's like locking down the right thing and then crossing off some items on my bucket list as well. I've always wanted to travel to Europe. I've never been as an adult. And so I'm trying to get some money together and some time on my calendar, talk to my managers and make that a possibility. But crossing off things that I want to do, things for me intrinsically, like seeing the world and getting my own space and kind of establishing my own life livelihood and sense of self is the biggest next part of my chapter. So those are things that I'm really working towards right now. All right. Well, there you have it, y'all. There you have it. Amara, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you, man. <laughs> the Power Pivot Podcast Pundit HK. Come on, dog. Come on. You see it. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> and thank you all for tuning in. Please remember to like and subscribe for more. Most important, pivot powerfully. Be well, everyone. Have a good day, y'all. Thank you.